So uh, I'm going to put off my initial question right off. Somebody shared this card with me. Sue? Sue shared this card. This is what she got. In nature, the mother bird feeds her young by regurging partially digested food directly into their mouths. Thanks for making sandwiches. <laughs> Who knows yawn? That came from yawn. <laughs> okay, so uh, how many of you have a good parenting verse in mind? Something that you think that's the way parenting ought to be done? Anyone? I, I, I hear. Honor, the, honor thy father and mother, mother from Deuteronomy 5, which is so that it will go well with you in the land. Okay, not a bunch of method there, though, but sort of an attitude, right? Not a bunch of method, just... Spare the rod, spoil the child, so... Yeah. In the, in, yeah, train up a child in the way that they should go. That's the uh, Proverbs 22.6 one. Also, um, not a methodological statement, but an attitude, right? A, a way to do it. But So there's lots of organizations that will say, we've read the Bible and we've got the method. <laughs> this is how you do it. And then you end up having kids that are different, and they take different methods, don't they? So I'm not poking fun at anybody's kid. What I know is that there's no such thing as a non-special needs kid. Every kid needs their needs met, and their needs need to be met in a different way than other kids. It's no secret that maybe Maybe that's the source of uh, sibling rivalries or and all those things is being treated the same or different and not understanding that everybody needs to be treated sort of in a custom way. I've got some other ones. Psalm 127, I sort of expected this one maybe. Um, children are a gift from God like arrows in a quiver, Right? And it goes with train up a child in the way they should go so when they're older they won't depart. Because you know what? When you, when you pull an arrow and you release it, it goes where it was going. It doesn't go somewhere else. In, in my personal opinion, on the golf course, people often say to me, you should talk to the ball more. And I say, well, I've found it doesn't listen when it's out of the vicinity. right? If you're going to talk to the ball, you have to talk to it when it's nearby and it can hear you. <laughs> Otherwise, it's got all that wind whistling through its ears and it can't hear you. It's just going to do what it wants at that spot. Body language. Yeah, because that has always helped. Yes. Let the little children come. How about this one? If the parent has sour grapes, the children's teeth will be on edge. <laughs> That's the truth. Look, look, it's true. If you had, 
if you got a parent that's sour grapes, right, griping all the time, what behavior is going to be taught the child? The same behavior. Um, there are certainly more verses, and we, we could be able to do this for hours. It would be certainly fun for me to do Bible quiz time. But try as we like, there isn't a, cho a cohesive, laid-out methodology in the Bible. There's teach them, train them, do this. But, but what are the 15 steps to training them? Are they there? No, we sort of have to decipher those on our own and... Um, each kid's unique, and so the steps are different. And, and so all the advice you get in the grocery store line when somebody sees you doing it wrong is really about their kid and maybe not yours. And just sort of doing this. Um, Karen and I tried to set an example for what we wanted. So some of you may know, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, we wanted kids that would seek forgiveness and give forgiveness. And so somewhere along the line, you have to model that behavior. And so I don't know if Alex remembers it, but when we blew it, we had to seek our kids' forgiveness. Because if you want them to seek forgiveness, you have to show that that's something that real people do. And if you want to forgive them, then you have to forgive them. Now, remember that Forgiveness is not forgive and forget. Forgiveness is forgive and restore. And what do I mean by that? I'm going to just say this over and over. I, I could preach this all day, every day for the rest of my life, and it would never get through to enough people. And that is forgive and restore means that you set the pain of the event aside and you restore the person to the position they had before they did the deed. That's forgiveness. By the way, that's the biblical model of forgiveness. God forgives our sin and is taking us to a city or a place where there is provisions. That's the thing about a city. In Hebrews, it says, we're going from a garden to a city and we're going, well, what, wait, isn't a garden lovely? We would like to go to a garden and all that. Yes, but in the wilderness, there's not provision. There's not protection. In the ancient world, a city is protection. You're out in the middle 10 miles from town. I said this Tuesday night. We have some friends that live um, outside of Lamont, Washington. And now you might not know where Lamont is. Lamont used to have a bank. That bank is in St. John. It's called Lamont Bank of St. John. <laughs> Lamont has 212 people in their zip code. Right? Being in town means you're in a small, out-of-the-way place, maybe not protected. But we've got some friends that live about 15 miles outside of Lamont with a Lamont address. And he says because of rattlesnakes and coyotes and wolves, they live too far out of town to be without ammo. But in town, hunting's illegal, right? See, there's a difference to being provisioned in town. I'm just going through this so we understand what's going on, that the Lord speaks about some things and doesn't always tell us how to do it. For this morning, for parenting, 
I want to talk about two specific things that God is showing us that as parents, some of us have experienced, some of us haven't experienced it quite the same, right? Parents come in varying abilities. They do. But this is what God says, or Jesus says, about the way God goes about generally living with us, okay? This is from John 14, starting in verse 15. It's on 1660. So if you were, if you just had left your finger where Peter had read, you could just turn the page one and we'd be right there. If you love me, <clears throat> excuse me, if you love me, obey my commandments. By the way, honor your parents and mother. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter or advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Right? So, so think about this. The presence of the Lord is always nearby. Or as um, Jonah tried to do, I'm going to flee from the presence of the Lord by getting on a ship and going over there. Does Jonah ever succeed in getting away from God? No, because the place you meet God is on earth, and when you're on earth, that's where God is for us. Because he built us here, and he's here. You can't flee his presence, but he doesn't leave us, and he teaches and leads us into all truth. The world cannot receive him, because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives in you now and will be in you later. That's the, a better translation of that little asterisk in your, um, in your Bible there. He's the paraclete. He's with you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. Good parenting often means that there's some form of backup plan for you. Or as I would say, Jesus loves you and God's got your back. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world won't see me any longer, but you will see me. Do you see Jesus in the world today? How do you see him in the world today? I heard a yes. You said it. Sunset. In the sunset. You see him in the sunset. Okay. Any other places you see Jesus in the world today? <laughs> through people? How, how through people? In the way that they act towards one another. In the way that they act towards one another. Hopefully not being rude, but you see Jesus in the nice ones, right? Yeah. Any, any other places you see in Jesus? A newborn baby. <laughs> in a newborn baby. Well, newborn babies are amazing, right? Before I, I knew you, before I formed you in your mother's womb. This is the Lord who knows us, who leads us, and doesn't abandon us. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you will also live. By the way, the way I did this is a guarantee for you. Now, some of you may not have noticed this. I changed the sign out on Hawthorne. Did you know that after it went in, I changed it again? 
Yes, I did. So you didn't know that. See, I designed the sign, I set it up, and it had a little blue cross inside the red banner, and it was too subtle. It was so subtle, couldn't really see the cross. But I, so I went up there with uh, all my years of graphic design experience, stood on a ladder, a ladder and fixed it so that the cross was less subtle. Why, why would I do such a thing? Because I want them to see it. The cross isn't something we talk about. The cross is something we talk about because it absolutely changes who we are and how we understand ourselves and our futures. Not just something we talk about. Well, Jesus went and he did that thing on the hill of the school, you know, so and, and by the way, oh, and, and how are the social issues of the day? No. Jesus, when he went to the cross, says, I'm going to take this burden on that you can't do, and I'm going to also solve your greatest problem, which is that when you die, you have no exit from that grave. Right? Oh, you thought your greatest problem was whether you were going to be good or bad. No, your greatest problem was you, you're, you're going to die, and there's no way through that on your own. That's what this, but since I live, you also will live. Let me just, just make that plain. That's what he's talking about. Since death couldn't conquer me, he doesn't conquer me and you when I'm in you. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my father and, and you are in me and I am in you. That's what that, that's a guarantee. He's saying it beforehand, by the way. Just in case you were thinking, well, of course that's easy to say after he resurrected. No, it's actually, we have all sorts of people in our world that'll say something like this before they die. It's the resurrection that proves it. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me, back to that first, Honor your mother and father, and it will go well for you in the land. What does that mean? I mean, aside from the little fact that, that if you don't get your parents mad at you, things do go better for you, right? I don't know. I was, I was thinking when I was kind of a wild child, it was kind of my job to stay unnoticed. Because it was more likely I would get away with it. We were talking about that a little bit in youth group today. We've been talking about the difference between the verse that says to the pure, all things are pure, which is about acting in a certain way but not having enough information to know what you're doing is damaging. But then you get information and then you have to change your behavior. <laughs> and if you don't change your behavior, the verse that comes into mind is bad company corrupts good character. When you start hanging around people, that do the wrong things over and over, and every time you hang around them, you get in trouble, maybe that's a hint. I, I don't know what the hint is. I've never really heard it that way. Anyway, and because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them, and reveal myself to each of them. 
How much do you know about Jesus? Is it enough? Never. Are you done learning then? No. So what do we need? We need the Holy Spirit in us to reveal more about him, and we need to stop thinking we've gotten there. We've arrived. Have any of us arrived? Because I think that I remember this little pop cultural song that I that I had in art school. It was heaven is a place just like here, only much, much better. And now that when I think about that, I want to make sure that you know that heaven is not exactly like right here, only much better. There's something that's here that is absolutely missing from heaven. <laughs> Sin nature. <laughs> and it's really hard to live here and know what your sin nature is doing and what it's not doing. It's sort of like drinking Kool-Aid but not getting any of the color. I don't, I don't want any of that red. I just want the flavor. Now you're getting the red. If you're drinking Kool-Aid, you're getting the red or the blue or whatever. Blue's my favorite flavor. So what is this? The promise is that he will stay with us and comfort us. And not only him, but he will send the Spirit to comfort us, to give us peace when we aren't in a peaceful situation. And so when we have that peace in a situation we shouldn't have it in, or we didn't used to have it in, that's seeing Jesus. And if you miss it in your own life, then you're not looking for it yet. Because he who began this work in you will be faithful to bring it to completion. He's not inactive in your life. Just because it's dark and you don't see him, he's not inactive. Just because you didn't notice doesn't mean he's not working. So we need to ask the Spirit regularly to show us this stuff that we might not fall or fail or backtrack, that he'll hold us and that he'll have our backs, that, that his presence, that we're not alone. By the way, not being alone in the presence of the Father does not mean that you're comfortable. It means he hasn't abandoned you in the spot you're in. Train up a child in the way they should go, for when they're older, they don't depart in it. Is not about necessarily beating them into submission, but modeling a behavior like this. And that's what Jesus is doing. He's modeling the behavior. He actually came here to live this life visibly so that people could see it and then follow it when he was inside them. I remember personally having an argument with my dad for 13 years. Now, he didn't know I was having the argument with him. I was just having it in my head. You ever had that kind of argument with a parent? I, uh, I was on a retreat once 
And everywhere I went on the retreat, they kept saying, well, you're Bill's kid, you were gonna be okay. Rankled my spirit. <laughs> How dare they, that's my problem, I'm Bill's kid wherever I go. Everywhere I go, I'm Jesus's kid. There isn't any getting out of that shadow. And you don't want it. You shouldn't want to. It's not as good a place to be outside of that shadow. I couldn't get out of my dad's shadow in the Tri-Cities everywhere I went, even when I was doing a completely different business than him. He had left such a shadow in the town that everybody I interacted with as a graphic designer knew the architect. There's no getting out of a shadow, but it was a good shadow. That's how I know and experience life in Jesus. There's no getting out of that shadow. He's present there. You are not alone. He sends the comforter. He leads you into good paths. He lights the way. He does all that. That's the role of good and constant parenting and the model we should be striving after. Let me read this verse one more time, and then we'll pray. If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father who will give you another advocate or another comforter who will never leave you alone. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world can't receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives in you now and will be within you later. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you soon. The world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you will also live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in the Father and you are in me and I am in you. Those who accept my commandments, obey them, and obey them are the ones who love me. Because they love me, my Father loves them. And I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the way that you never leave us. The way that you comfort us. And those are things we think about parents doing when they do that well. And so we thank you for those parents that have done it well. And if and Lord, we just seek forgiveness for all the times that we didn't do it well. Love us, Lord. Move in our lives. Help us remember that you're always nearby. In your precious name, Lord Jesus, amen.